And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And we are very, very grateful for their their sponsorship and their partnership and their awesomeness in helping entrepreneurs uh, get software teams built. So today we have with us... um, we have a with us a hero within the Kansas City startup community. Um, you know, our guest has been featured in many, many publications, you know, wins awards all the time. And it's because she's doing something really, really unique. Um, she is an incredible founder, and she's a founder in a pretty male-dominated industry. And she is just writing checks and killing it and doing amazing things, all while being active in the community and, you know, just doing really cool stuff. So today we have with us Jai Mays. And Jai hi. is hi. <laughs> Jai is president and CEO of Mays Freight. Uh, Mays Freight is a woman-owned startup logistics company. And, and that is pretty rare from what from what I understand. Um it is. You know, it much is. respect. But but Jai, let's let's go ahead and hop right into it. Why don't you start? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, kind of how you got here, and tell us about Mays Freight. Okay, great. So I've been in supply chain for over a decade. And I started with a company called FreightQuote.com. Everyone's familiar with it. It's right there in Kansas City. It was kind of the cool kids club of Kansas City before C.H. Robinson took it over. For sure. (laughs) When I was there, you know, I started, I'm going to be honest, I had uncles and some family who were in the trucking business, the asset part of it. And so they would go on the road, take long hauls. So I, I've been on the road. I've sent in a truck uh, between Dallas and California. I've taken long, you know, I've, I've, I've been in the truck stops where you've had to wear shower shoes just to take a shower because you don't want your feet to touch the pavement. You protect those feet, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's serious. I have been at the truck stops where I've seen many, many, many things go on. And so to be, yeah, crazy it's it's crazy girl i don't even i don't even think we want to know do we no well you know if you want some views no i'm playing i'll (laughs) but um to be on the side of what's going on behind the scenes and who's controlling this uh when i got with fray quote i had no idea this even existed. And so I was on the outside looking in. I was thinking, oh, okay, owner ops or either trucking companies, they control their own freight. Never knew that there was logistics companies that was controlling freight and taking the pressure off of companies to find trucking 
to, to find uh, drivers to, to move their loads. Why is this so crucial? Because some carriers will gouge the customers if yeah. they don't know what to do, if they don't know how to negotiate rates, if they don't know how to uh, check load boards, or even they, if they don't know what to pay per mile. And also some freight can be too low. And so some customers will say, ah, you know, I only want to pay $1.25 a mile, but you've got them driving through Aspen, uh, through the mountains where there's snow and ice. I mean, who would do that for $1.25 a mile, right? Right. Risk their life. And so when I got with Freight Quote, I saw what was going on behind the scenes and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I said, oh my goodness, this is a tool where, if I opened a business, because I'm going to tell you, no one in our neighborhoods or our uh, in my heritage or in my nation and where we grew up ever said, come be a freight broker. There's unlimited amounts of money. Yeah, It's a trillion dollar industry and it can totally change your life. If we would have known that, we I know we probably wouldn't be in the worst situations that we are now because of opportunities. So right. when I was at Freight Quote, and I did very, very well, very well. I was always top 10 of the sales reps. Now there's 700 reps. Wow. Okay. Yes. Uh, majority male. Sure. There was some women, sweet. There's some badass women that are, that are moving freight. That's what but, we love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> But what, what I saw was an opportunity to better my neighborhood, to better the lives of people who don't even know it exists, people who are struggling, who have no idea that their negotiation skills and their love for clients and, and customer service and just the, the know-how, if I can teach them trucking, I teach them what a flatbed is, a drive-in, a vessel, yeah. air freight. I mean, I can go on, rail. I can teach them all of that. They can make unlimited amounts of money, change their lives, get off welfare. I'm being honest. Sure. I did it. I was never on it, you know, on welfare, but I have been at a low in my life. And yeah. when I found freight and I was able to do that and I was able to retain customers and, and um, able to grow my business, which we were in freight quote, but I was able to grow the brokerage of what I was doing to 10 million a year. Yeah. Me alone. I said, okay, this is something that I need to introduce for women and for minorities and yeah. not just for women and minorities, anyone. I mean, we have type, all types of uh, agents of all, you know, the walks of life, but that was my main thing. Ushering in diversity. We don't know about this. It's yeah. just now, you know, being broadcast because yeah, I'm, I'm opening the way, you know, I'm breaking down the barriers and, and thank God for you're that. Leading, you're leading the charge. But you're hoping that others will follow. Others will follow. And now, yeah. is it easy? No. When you start a company, you know this. It is not easy. Even for what you do with Innovate Her, none of this is easy. Right. You know, but the grind is wonderful. The reward of being able to change lives when we do bring on new agents and we do bring on new staff. They love the camaraderie. They love the culture in the business. And they yeah. love the fact that I am willing and our team is willing to teach them everything they need to know to be successful. Even if it starts with the whiteboard and says, this is a truck. Uh -huh. The whole world. Pops. I mean, from, from the very like 
point A all the way to point Z, that, that comprehensive yes. learning lens. That, that is amazing. And I'll be honest, Jai, like, I mean, you and I have known each other for a while now. Yes, and I, I kind of knew what you were up to, but I hadn't really applied that lens to all of it. I mean, really, you, you are setting an example and you are creating an opportunity for women and minorities to, to we, we talk a lot about like building generational wealth, yep. getting those building good paying jobs that you didn't even know were out there. Did not even know. Didn't even know. that That's amazing. And, and I know. love that. <laughs> My necklace keeps going up. I'm going to do this. Okay. So we were, it does, you know, I'm like, oh. You, you, you look so beautiful though. I mean, I, like, I even said that before. You always do. But yeah, let's, let's not have your necklace choke you. Let's not do that. <laughs> Here's the thing, Lauren. Um, when you're in transportation. Yeah. It's so broad that once you're in it, it's hard to get out. Right. Transportation runs the world. Trade runs the world. Absolutely. Everything in your house, all your books, your cute bookshelves, your cute t-shirt, your microphone, <laughs> your, your bracelet, your nail polish, all of it had to ship. Yeah, that's true. Everything. I mean, you touch pretty much every in industry, everything related mm -hmm. to tangible goods. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and really um, what was interesting, I think right around the start of the pandemic, you know, I, I feel like logistics and transportation is something, it's one of those kind of secret hidden fields. Like you don't really think about it yeah. unless something goes wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, there's this quiet hum and it's happening in the background and that's the way it's supposed to be. You're not yeah. supposed to know that or notice that it's happening. But yeah. then when something goes wrong, and remember, we had that supply chain issue with toilet paper. Toilet paper. And, and, and all kinds of other products. But toilet paper was like the huge one. That and, and antibacterial, like the hands sanitizer, and like antibacterial stuff. Yeah. I remember going to the stores and man, like everything had been cleaned out and, you know, because, because the supply chain system had, had, and the ordering system, procurement system, like people's ability to manufacture at the rate at which people were consuming, it broke down. It wasn't working. No. And so, you know, what you do is you prop up the whole world, but you do it quietly and you do it very humbly. And the only time we notice that it's happening is when something it goes wrong. Something is wrong. You find yourself going to Walmart or CVS saying, so when is the truck coming in? I mean, did right. they not deliver last night? I mean, can I wait for it to be unloaded? Usually you would never even think about going to the dock, yeah. asking the dock workers if you can wait for the truck to be unloaded just so you can get toilet paper. It means a big thing. It, it's a yeah. big deal. Well, so so I think I, I want to, I want to take a moment and mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge that and I want to bring it out into the light, the fact that you quietly do this amazingly important work. And I'm just going to applaud you for it. Thank you, Thank you for powering our world. Um, cause, <laughs> I cause enjoy I feel it. Like, I feel like even going into this, this talk, like I was like, you know, she just doesn't get enough credit. Like, you know, none, none of these folks who are like in logistics and in the supply chain, like none of them get enough credit because yeah. we only, we only know that something's wrong and then we bitch about it. You know, yeah. but we're, we're never like, people aren't like banging down your door and being like, Hey, you know, I had yeah. toilet paper at my house last night and I want to say thank you. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yes, look, supply chain is supplying everything. Needles yeah. for the vaccine, the vaccine, you know, um, just everything that you need to, to live your everyday life. Our job is to make sure the consumer and the people of America are very comfortable and have everything they need. Our job is to make sure the manufacturer supplies gets to their vendor so they can keep building. Our job is to make sure all of the retailers freight gets to the consumers. Our job is to make sure all of the, even just the, the, the parts, um, the raw materials that it takes just yeah. to make the the product gets there so people can have what they need and the thing that i love about it is once a person gets into it and we introduce our agents and we give them the job and we uh give them the lay of the land on what's getting ready to happen they love it they're they're making money and it's life changing and it will right. never cease it will never ever cease transportation well, it can't yeah, see. It can't be a need for it, you know. No. I mean, until we can, like, like you know, in Star Trek, like you have the thing that can just create stuff out of thin air. Like, until that day happens, we're never gonna not need supply chain. And so, so I, I'm gonna challenge all of our listeners at home. I want you to take a moment and I want you to look around your house, and yes. I want you to look at your house, and I want to look at every you to look at everything that you're wearing, and I just want you to in your head. Or if you know any personally, um, take a moment and thank a supply chain professional, whether that's a truck driver or, you know, a freight broker like Jai or, you know, somebody who's involved in this process of moving products and putting them in your hands. It is an easy, seamless process. There are a bunch of people who work together to make it happen. And we should all be very, very grateful because I love what you said about making you make people comfortable. We that is the, the end goal and the end result. And that yes, is a, a beautiful thing. And I think it's sometimes something that we take for granted a little bit. Maybe. It is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, these guys who are on the road, I mean, brokers, they work very hard. There's some brokers that, um, you know, agents that work for Main Street, they're up day and night because yeah. freight doesn't sleep. Okay. So it's a 24 hour, you know, the even with what's going on with the vessels being stuck in the ocean, you know, people, consumers cannot get their freight right now. It's the supply yeah. chain system is still broken. And um, so brokers are on the phone day and night trying to find different resources for customers to be able to have and get what they need. And we have truck drivers who are driving all through the night, nonstop. Yeah. You know, we have team drives just to make sure the, the economy keeps going just to make sure America is still running and great. We want yeah. a strong economy and we want our recovery to be strong. Supply right. chain is down right now, but it is going to make a huge comeback. Rail is even down. I mean, I've never seen rail this uh, low since I've been in the industry, even with Kansas City, the railroad in Kansas City selling, you know, selling, um, selling off. It's, it's just not as is as, as good as it used to be because of the yeah. pandemic. But I just want people to know these truck drivers and these brokers are working hard for so America. Hard. They're working hard for you all to make sure <laughs> everyone is comfortable. Every yeah. to make sure McDonald's has their burgers, to make sure McDonald's has their cups and straws. Right. They're working hard to make sure Walgreen has their Lysol. Right. And they make, yeah, to make sure Walmart has their soap. Everything you can think of, we're working hard daily. Well, 
and so, so talk to us because because I'm really curious. Like I think that people hear the term supply chain, and I want to talk about what that really, really means okay. before we dive a little bit more into Mace Freight. And so, so think about like what is the kind of start of the chain. So we have like we have products, but products are made of parts. Yeah. Right. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, you would kind of have to start. So you have like a manufacturer who's manufacturing. You have, a manufacturer, parts, then... you have your raw materials. Let's build a car. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Let's, Let's talk build about a car. It. So we're going to have going to build a new car. Okay. The car is going to need tires, rims, right. engine, uh, all of the parts that go into the car. The manufacturer who's you know, building yeah, glass. The car, <laughs> yeah. They don't have all these parts. They're pulling parts from different vendors. Because yeah, there's bids. So the vendor would say, I'll supply the rims, I'll supply the tires, or I'll supply the steering wheel, all for mm -hmm. them to put this one car together. So all of those raw materials have to be brought in to this one facility. Right. Once it is produced, put together, that car is then hauled, car haulers, you know, super dispatch, Beck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> take the product to the dealerships or either whatever dealership or where the cars are going. Sure. So there's freight coming in all directions just to build a product. Mm -hmm. And then there's freight going out. That manufacturer who's building it might produce another um, uh, product that someone else needs. So there's inbound, outbound freight. Yeah. So We've got to make sure all of the parts get to the manufacturer so they can build the, 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 the product. Then we've got to make sure that the product gets to the consumer. Right. Okay. So that's how that goes. Now, that's just here on the land. When you're talking full supply chain and trade, there, there are products who, that are imported yeah. from different countries. And we've got to make sure that that freight arrives safely on the ocean, make sure it clears the ports, make sure there's nothing, you know, seriously, the supply chain, you, you'd be, you'd, you'd be surprised on what's hitting in the containers. People hide in there just to get away from their countries. Like they, it's crazy. I could tell you so many stories. Oh my but, gosh. I need, I think we <laughs> might need to hear a story a little bit later, but continue, continue. <laughs> so got to get the freight on the ocean to the United States, then we have to get it from the port. Then we have to take those parts to the facility where the manufacturer is, inspect the parts. If something is damaged, we have to then ship that freight back to <laughs> the, the producer or the vendor. Oh, it gets crazy. Oh, but I'm sure. No one knows what's going on. All you know is you've got a brand new car. Right. Talks for you. Um, let's parks itself. <laughs> because it's all about comfort you know let's make it easy comfort. all right yeah so, so it's kind of like you know that analogy where they talk about like the duck on the water like everything on the surface looks super yeah. smooth and easy but underneath the surface of the water you got yeah exactly you got those feet just going that's what's um, going on that's right so so that is that is crazy. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it, it's really, really impressive to think about. And and so Maze Freight, like you're responsible for 
for all of that. All of you that. Know, making sure that that runs mm-hmm. smoothly, as smoothly as possible, because I'm there are a lot of moving parts to manage. Yes, it um, is. And and I know, you know, I, I think I've read enough articles and you and I have talked enough. And like, I know that Mays Freight, like one of the kind of market differentiators that you bring to the table is that commitment to service. Like, not only are we going to be competent and awesome in how we get this job done, but we're also going to bring an element, at, like that human element to it. Yeah. And we're going to offer excellent service every single yeah. time. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. Like kind of what's your, your ethos as far as, as the way that you provide service when you're doing your work? We serve the customer. We serve the agents. We serve Mace Freight. That yeah. is our leadership staff's motto. It's not even about us. It's about them. As supply chain over the years have, has gotten greedy Mm-hmm. Um, lack of care, you know, uh, people yeah. have gotten very comfortable of not giving a shit. And so how is that going to help our economy if you don't give a shit when the customer's freight needs to be delivered on time because they have deadlines. Right. So everyone who comes in to Mace Freight, we test their give a crap level. Yeah. Because it has to be at the highest. And we put ourselves in the customer's shoes. Yeah. We rarely have late freight. Something has had to happen to where the freight is late. We have had no damaged freight. We have had no complaints from any of our customers. Wow. None. None. And so the reason why is we pay attention to detail. We put ourselves in the consumer's shoes. And we perform. We do what we say we're going to do. And we also make sure that they're getting value for their money. Yeah. And they're not getting gouged on their shipping rates. Are there a lot of freight brokers? Yes. Just like there's a lot of marketing companies. There's a lot of doctors. There's a lot of lawyers. There's no such thing as a saturated industry because there's 32, 380 million people in the United States we have to service. 32 million companies we have to service. And none of that is including Canada and Mexico. That is so many companies. It's so So many companies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So when you think about it, when people say saturated or there's no such thing because we need, you know how many law firms are just downtown Kansas City? (laughs) I actually, I, I don't know that number. Do you know that number? I mean, I don't, but there's tons. There's a ton. <laughs> yes, there's tons. For sure, yeah. Like, I wish, I kind of wish I knew it, like a ballpark number on it. Because I feel downtown like Kansas City, that's not even including yeah. Midtown, Overland Park. I mean, everywhere, independent attorneys, because we have to service America. Right. They're well, but not everybody needs a lawyer, but everybody touches supply chain in their lives. Like logistics companies. I told everyone. How do I get that? Like, okay. That, supply chain. That's right. So, yeah. okay. Well, so, so, so real quick, um, you know, we, we're, we're talking about, you know, service and market differentiators. And I, 
I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't bring up today's episode sponsor, um, Fullscale.io. They are actually known for their amazing service that they offer their, their customers, and they are definitely key if you want to build a software team quickly and affordably. Um, they are this episode sponsor, and we do absolutely adore them. We're very grateful for their partnership. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can check them out at Fullscale.io. Um, but but I'm I, I'm really interested. I'm so intrigued by this conversation, Jai. Like I, that you're just opening up all kinds of things that I don't think people uh, spend enough time thinking about. So so one of the things that I want to ask you about is how you lead, because I I you have freight. So Maze Freight Solutions has a stellar stellar reputation within the Kansas City area and beyond. Mm -hmm. And you personally also have a stellar reputation. So you have high expectations of your agents and you have high expectations of your employees and how they, um, you know, interact with the world. You've talked about the fact that like people don't complain about your work because they know they're getting value for their money and you do a good job. So how do you, how do you personally, how does Jai inspire that in your team because you're you're a phenomenal leader and i want to i want to figure out your secret sauce <laughs> well here's the thing you you pay your people well yeah for one you treat them like adults yeah two and you lead by example three yes. okay that's what we do i lead by example they've never seen me talk out of terms with a customer They've seen me yeah. talk out of terms with a truck driver. They've seen that. Yeah, because you better get your ass there and get to that dock and deliver that freight. That's right. how that goes. But I make sure that we have the highest, I mean, the highest customer service for our customers. And that's how we retain them. That's right. how we retain, they don't go anywhere. Matter of fact, they refer and their referral says, if you get with Mays Freight, they won't let you down. They're very reliable and you won't even have to worry about your freight. You can just turn the whole operation over to them. That's yeah. how we operate. But I lead by example. I don't take crap. I don't because I don't have time. If you're an adult, I don't have time to babysit that. You know what you're supposed to do. You know how you're supposed to make money and you know what you want your future to look like. And if you want a crappy future, then this is not the place for you. But if you want to change your life, make a good living, uh, make a legacy for yourself, be known in the transportation industry and be the go-to for the truck drivers and be the go-to for customers, then you better get, you know, stand up straight, talk to that customer like you've got some sense. You treat others how you want to be treated. And yeah. that's how we operate. I don't take bull crap. I will cut it fast. Because when you have an employee or an agent who doesn't give a crap about your company or your they won't give a crap about your customer. And that's right. a sure way to lose a customer. So we make sure every customer knows that we care about yeah. their freight. We care about their, we want to increase their bottom line. So right. we make sure that they're not getting gouged. We make sure we're, they're paying fair market rates to increase their bottom line, to keep their business going. If their business shuts down, then we don't have a customer. So right. that's how we pride ourselves. So I lead by example. The leadership team leads by our example. We're no nonsense, but we're a family and we have the best fun. We have fun. 
Oh, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, I don't think I've heard about that part before. I'm interested. We have a lot of fun. So we have our main free happy hour show that we do and we drink. And I do. I like to have some wine. And you know this. I like to have wine and camaraderie. But, you know, we have contests uh, for the agents. And then yeah. we get gift cards for the agents. We might take them out for drinks. COVID has kind of put up in that so yeah, we're as, starting as that. Everybody. <laughs> yeah but we make sure every agent knows that they feel appreciated and that they know that they're valued at may's freight we yeah. make sure of that and so there's a lot when we're all in the office there's a lot of laughs because everyone is silly we're all silly there's music when we're in the office Everyone is having fun. We make sure that the um, culture is just fun to where they want to come to work. We make it yeah. a place that they want to come, not dread to come. Right. So when they well, want to come, what, they're going to give it their all. What is, is striking me right now, this is this is actually, so you're, you're saying a lot of really fantastic things. Like you create a culture of accountability. You have high expectations, but you also reward people and compensate people. And you, you care, you care about your people. And like, those are all beautiful, wonderful things. But what you're not saying, what I'm seeing is how passionate you get about that. Like you just got super animated talking about, you know, the team, like make it like, this is what we do with our team. And, and I think that that's really powerful as well. Like if you bring that level of passion to your employees every day, like that, I am positive. That's probably a lot of what they're responding to. Like, yeah. you're like, man, I really care about these people. Like the, the energy yeah, in your voice was do. just amazing to watch. And, and for those of you who are listening, she also got very like animated in, in her body, like talking with her hands and like, you know, and, and, and so I love that because you just got really excited talking about some really awesome stuff with your people. So I just wanted to note that really quickly. Thank what you, you say and what you do are in perfect alignment. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Your employees and your staff and your agents, they're who's running the company. You yeah. know, they're the ones who are talking to the customers. So if they're happy, the company's happy. If the company right. happy, the customer's happy. And that's just how we roll, baby. And that's 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 amazing. That's a strong company culture. And that's uh, I am quite positive that that is why you are as successful as you are, because you are very intentional about creating that kind of culture. Um, yep. Results driven, um, high, high reward kind of culture. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So, so tell me, you know, tell me about it. Like we, we we're talking about, you know, your successes and the things that you deeply care about. And, and I love that, but I want to ask you, tell me about a time when, you know, you, you failed. Um, and, and cause I think one of the things that, that really strong leaders do, so I'm sure that you've done this, um, you know, you're able to take a failure and turn it into a learning opportunity or an opportunity to get better, to, you know, move forward. Um, and so I'm really curious mm -hmm. about that because I think it's important to talk about like, yeah, let's talk about the successes, but let's also talk yeah. about the shitty parts of being an entrepreneur. Like it's hard, you know? Oh, it's very hard. So, so oh, it's hard. And there was article that I just um, did with Startland and I got deep and I got raw, you know, and some yeah. may think, John, you didn't have to say all the things that you said, but I want people to really know what this is and how passionate I am and that I, my husband and I and our leadership team are, are we're, you know, 
we are okay with taking sacrifices to make sure May's freight does not fail. So, right. you know, in the beginning, when we first got started, because of my great reputation and because of how I do um, operate, I grew fast. I grew extremely fast, but I was not ready for the growth. Okay. And when you're the new kid on the block in logistics and supply chain, everything has to be paid up front. So you have to have capital to pay your drivers up front. There's no terms being given because they don't right. know you. Who are you? And there's so much greed and theft that goes on in supply chain. Everyone's guard is up. You understand? Yeah. So when I had to pay up front and I had to wait 30 days for the customer to pay their invoice, there were a few that did not pay. Right. And I lost two major customers. One of them, there's another customer who just, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, we've got so many stories. Either they uh, went through a merger or they shut down. I don't know. But I was left with an $80,000 bill. Yeah. Ouch. I, and when they called me, when the because I had started to establish terms because I paid up front so much the carrier's like, you know what? We're on terms. This is good. You guys are, are good to go. And so we had moved a lot of freight in the last, I think it was about three months and man, we were moving. I mean, girl, when I tell you I was banging, I was banging. Okay. Yeah. And then that customer went away because of a mer of a merger. So two major, they say it was a merger. Okay. They say it was a merger. $80,000. I don't you know had, if you, you know. You had to eat that? No. Yeah, I had to eat it and I had to pay out of it. I am so sad. That I had is to so pay sad. out of it. Yeah. So I had to get on a payment plan. Um, I don't know if you know Jill Hathaway from Scale Up. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful lady, inside and out. Yeah. She took me back to what I used to do when I didn't have money. You know, you get on the phone with the light bill company. Listen, I know the bill is 300, but can I put something on it? You understand? Right. So I had to go back to that. And she taught me how to dig myself out of this hole. And we dug ourselves out of an $80,000 hole to zero. Zero wow. debt. How did that, how long did that take? If you don't, I mean, if you don't mind my asking. It took me a year. Whew. Because Ooh. I had to rebuild also. I had to rebuild the clientele. And that right there is a learning lesson that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Basket. You have to diversify yeah. your customers. But when you're the new kid on the block and you're just getting started, one customer can change your life. And we all know that. I mean, if you have a storefront and you have a repeat customer, that customer's feeding you. That's the one that's feeding you, even though you want all the other customers to come in. But when you've got that one customer feeding you, you know, if anything happens, then you're left in a bad situation. And right. that's what happened to us. We were left in a bad situation and I had to dig myself out of that hole. It, you know, uh, took a year, $80,000, but Mace Freight is still standing. Yeah. You know, we, Mace Freight has not, did not have to file bankruptcy, anything. Yeah. We're still standing. We're still in good standing with uh, all of our vendors and our carriers and we've rebuilt and now baby we're soaring and God is, is good. 
that is amazing. And I got to tell you like that, you know, you're such an example of like the true entrepreneurial spirit. Like not only do I have these great ideas, but I also, I feel like you just have this kind of innate ability to, I'm going to just power through like that, right. That challenge right there is not something that's going to stop me. It's something that I am going to overcome. And it's one of the things that I let like true entrepreneurial spirits, like no matter what life is going to throw at you, because I mean, you couldn't control any of that. And yet you were still able to, you know, with a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance, but you were still able to take that very, like that humbling experience, Mm -hmm. learn from it, do the right thing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and and solve the problem, even though it took, it took a year. It took a year, year. you know, it took a year for me to pay uh, $80,000, $80,000 debt because I had to pay an $80,000 debt on top of operating expenses, on top of commissions, on top of hourly salary, you know, all of that. And on top of also making sure we eat here, but my husband and I, we'd made a total sacrifice. It wasn't about us. And it's not about us. We never leave a vendor hanging. We never leave anyone. We don't owe anyone. That's a wonderful thing, you know, and we've had to bootstrap this because I was never given a line of credit. You know, I went to different banks and was never able to get it. So we've had to bootstrap this the entire way, self-funded. But I love the reward of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. If you're not going to go through it, what's the point of being an entrepreneur? Look at Jack Ma. Yeah. You know, Tyler Perry slept in his car. So... I have to tell you, so this, this episode is titled navigating the supply chain sector, but I feel like it should be called something infinitely more badass, like something like overcoming all obstacles and being amazing. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm running through like other episode titles. Um, because I, I don't know, you just, you've been an example to me for years You've been an example to the community. Like, I mean, I remember you, you do that coat drive every year and like, you're just so involved in the, in the community beyond being a badass female black founder in (laughs) an industry where you don't often see that. Um, And, you know, you're just, you're, you're achieving so much and you're doing so much and you're helping so many people. Like it's, it's amazing. So, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked several times about, uh, you know, transportation, logistics, supply chain, being an avenue to success for a lot of people. So, so the, for the folks listening at home, what would be your advice to them if they are interested in embarking on a career? I mean, other than coming to work for Maze Freight, because I feel like every at this point, everybody should want to work for Maze Freight. Uh, but beyond that, like if somebody is looking to create a pathway to financial independence, you know, join an industry that will never go out of style as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell them? I would tell them to buy my book. Yes. Find okay. All right. Let's hear about that. You <laughs> have that book. I actually gave I you that. I do have that book. I think it's, uh, it's, I, it might be in a Don't worry book. about it. It's a yeah. fun <laughs> read. It's quick. You put it up and then when you need some, you know, quick, uh, encouragement you open was it, it up was it finding your toddler ambition finding your toddler ambition and a different yeah. approach to entrepreneurship and why we came up with that and why i came up with that title is because you know toddlers never give up right if they want anything 
They're yeah. excellent salesmen, aren't they? They're excellent salespeople. They will bug you until you give it to them. And right. so one thing I like about toddlers is they have no fear. Right. Uh, they're going to climb the tree. They're going to get, they're going to, they're going to try to ride their bike and they may fall many, many, many times, but it doesn't matter. They're going to get back up and they're going to get back up until they ride the bike. Yeah. Right. They're going to jump in the pool. They want to do it without floaties. I learned that with my nephew. He was four. We went to the pool. He had floaties on, never swim in his life, but he went straight to the deep end and jumped in with yep. no fear. No fear. No, no fear. fear. And of course, we're like standing there like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is something. This is something here. Yeah. My son climbing the tree with no fear. Even when toddlers get up to walk, everyone around them is walking. They're walking. They're walking. But they're crawling. And they're like, no, you know what? I've got to get up to walk. So it's a praise thing when you see a toddler walk for the first time. Oh, my goodness. When you see a child walk for the first time, everyone in the room lights up, right? Oh, my God. They're walking. It doesn't matter how many times they have fallen. They're determined to walk. And so... I, I want to tell you did there. That was beautiful. <laughs> that's what it's about. It's about finding that ambition and that not don't give up. It's going to be hard. You're going to have pitfalls. You know, there are going to be things that happen. There's going to be obstacles that come. But if you have a dream and you have something that you want to achieve, if you are quick to give up, you'll never achieve it. Right. You will never achieve it because nothing comes easy. Yeah. So don't give up and pull the trigger. Don't think about it and sit on it and say, well, I will when it's, well, I will when it's time. There's never yeah. a perfect time. Never a perfect time. You just have to jump in. Don't get lost in that analysis paralysis that we adults get do into. It. Yeah. Because you'll never like do that. it. You'll never go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so I have I have one final question for you, and I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of making it up in my head right now, oh, um, but I'm going to ask you the human question. And I, you know what I'm going to ask you? I want to because you're such a hero to me. I, I'm going to ask you who who's your hero? Who is my hero? I yeah, have hero? okay. So I have two. I have three. Okay. Okay. I've got three. I, I, I have the three. virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. Okay. Because if people read about the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, she was a wife, a mother. She was an entrepreneur. She um, she would she was a hustler. Okay, so if you read Proverbs 31, she yeah. didn't talk bad about anyone. She was very sweet at the voice. They, her husband and her children called her blessed. She made clothes. She went out to sell them to the merchants. She went out to gather food for her family. She was a wife, a mother. She was a mentor and she was a hustler and an entrepreneur. One. Yeah. Okay. Two, my husband. Because yeah, I your husband's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. So cool. And he doesn't worry about anything. Like if the building was burning, he said, All right, everyone get out. But anything that's inside, he mm, it's okay. We can replace it. I've yeah. never seen him freak out about anything. He is the most faith walking individual I've ever met in my life. So I feed off of that. And when yeah. I'm in a frenzy, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? He's like, uh, give it to God. He'll take care of it. That's him. Yeah. 
Well, and it is, it is not easy being a spouse to an entrepreneur. Like I can, I can tell you, like from my personal experience, like my, my poor partner, like I just feel so bad for him. <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, Gerald definitely handles it with, with some grace. He does. Uh, and yeah, like he was, he, and, and he's such a fun guy, but he okay, is. That, that's two. <laughs> okay. Number three. Madam CJ Walker. Ooh. Excellent. That's a great one too. Yeah. Because in she was, I mean, she was thick in segregation. Okay. Sure. Uh, a pandemic, a woman, a black right. woman, and she was able to rise to the level that she rose. Yeah. She was like that toddler ambition. She yeah. never gave up. She never, ever, ever gave up. Even when the <laughs> men were against her, she didn't give up. Even when the different color was against her, she didn't give up. And she built an empire that is still talked about to this day. Yeah. Did you, did you watch that special that Netflix uh -huh. has? I, it was, it was really, it was really fantastic. Highly recommend to watch to anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Those are three amazing heroes. Yeah. And, and, and since, since I don't really know how to follow that, cause that was awesome. I, I loved hearing that. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, thank you. Jai for taking the time to to chat with us and I, I love talking to you you always energize me um, thank you the, yeah absolutely like, I mean you're just such a light you know you're just a light I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate so, so thank you thank you for that and then we we also want to thank uh, full scale today's episode sponsor um, if you are looking to build a software team and you don't have the capacity and you don't have the resources full scale is going to be the the team who's going to help you get it done and we are we're very grateful for their partnership check them out at fullscale.io would also invite you to check up check out the startup hustle tv uh stuff that we've got going on we've had some really interesting episodes and you can check that out on the startup hustle youtube channel um thank you listeners for taking the time to be with us today listen to learn all about supply chain and again i'm just gonna reiterate let's all be, take a moment to be very grateful for all of the stuff that we have thanks you know thank people like jai because it's the reason we're so comfortable uh, yes. we will, yeah we will catch you again uh next episode Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you all for having me. And if <laughs> anyone out there needs freight moved, got freight, we're your That's solution. Right. MaysFreightSolutions.com. MaysFreightSolutions.com. You got it. Yep. All right. Ha have a good one and we'll catch you next episode. Bye. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.